chapter twenty five of the garys and their friends by frank webb chapter twenty five the air we must now return to philadelphia and pay a visit to the office of mr balch we shall find that gentleman in company with mr walters both look anxious and are poring over a letter which is outspread before them it was like a thunderclap to me said mr balch the idea of there being another heir never entered my brain i didn't even know he had a living relative when did you get the letter asked walters only this morning and i sent for you immediately let us read it again we'll make another attempt to decipher this incomprehensible name confound the fellow why couldn't he write so that someone besides himself could read it we must stumble through it said he as he again began the letter as follows dear sir immediately on receipt of your favour i called upon mr thurston to take the necessary steps for securing the property of your late client to my great surprise i found that another claimant had started up and already taken the preliminary measures to entering upon possession this gentleman mr something now what would you call that name walters to me it looks like stimmons or stunners or something of the kind never mind the name exclaimed walters skip that let me hear the rest of the letter we shall find out who he is soon enough in all conscience well then resumed mr balch this gentleman mr blank is a resident in your city and he will no doubt take an early opportunity of calling on you in reference to the matter it is my opinion that without a will in their favour these children cannot oppose his claim successfully if he can prove his consanguinity to mr gary his lawyer here showed me a copy of the letters and papers which are to be used as evidence and i must say they are entirely without flaw he proves himself undoubtedly to be the first cousin of mr gary you are no doubt aware that these children being the offspring of a slave-woman cannot inherit in this state except under certain circumstances the property of a white father i am therefore very much afraid that they are entirely at his mercy well then said walters when mr balch finished reading the letter it is clear there is an heir and his claim must be well sustained if such a man as beckley the first lawyer in the state does not hesitate to endorse it and as all the property with the exception of a few thousands in my hands lies in georgia i am afraid the poor children will come off badly unless this new heir prove to be a man of generosity at all events it seems we are completely at his mercy we must hope for the best rejoined mr balch if he has any heart he certainly will make some provision for them the disappearance of that will 
is to me most unaccountable i'm confident it was at his house it seemed so singular that none of his papers should be missing except that there were a great many others deeds mortgages etc scattered over the floor but no will the gentlemen were thus conversing when they heard a tap at the door come in cried mr balch and in answer to the request in walked mr george stevens mr walters and mr balch bowed very stiffly and the latter inquired what had procured him the honour of a visit i have called upon you in reference to the property of the late mr gary oh you are acting in behalf of this new claimant i suppose rejoined mr balch sir said mr stevens looking as though he did not thoroughly understand him i said repeated mr balch that i presumed you called in behalf of this new-found heir to mr gary's property mr stevens looked at him for a moment then drawing himself up exclaimed i am the heir you you the heir cried both the gentlemen almost simultaneously yes i am the heir coolly repeated mr stevens with an assured look i am the first cousin of mr gary you his first cousin it is impossible said walters you'll discover it is not only possible but true i am as i said mr gary's first cousin if you are that you are more said walters fiercely you are his murderer at this charge mr stevens turned deathly pale yes continued walters you either murdered him or instigated others to do so it was you who directed the rioters against both him and me i have proof of what i say and can produce it now your motive is clear as day you wanted his money and destroyed him to obtain it his blood is on your hands hissed walters through his clenched teeth in the excitement consequent upon such a charge mr stevens unnoticed by himself had overturned a bottle of red ink and its contents had slightly stained his hands when walters charged him with having mr gary's blood upon them he involuntarily looked down and saw his hands stained with red an expression of intense horror flitted over his face when he observed it but quickly regaining his composure he replied it's only a little ink yes i know that is ink rejoined walters scornfully look at him balch he continued he doesn't dare to look either of us in the face it's false exclaimed stevens with an effort to appear courageous it's as false as hell and any man that charges me with it is a liar the words had scarcely passed his lips when walters sprang upon him with the ferocity of a tiger and seizing him by the throat shook and whirled him about as though he were a plaything stop stop walters cried mr balch endeavouring to loose his hold upon the throat of mr stevens who was already purple in the face let him go this violence can benefit neither party loose your hold at this remonstrance walters dashed stevens from him 
into the farthest corner of the room exclaiming now go and prosecute me if you dare and i'll tell for what i chastised you prosecute me for an assault if you think you can risk the consequences mr balch assisted him from the floor and placed him in a chair where he sat holding his side and panting for breath when he was able to speak he exclaimed with a look of concentrated malignity remember we'll be even some day i never received a blow and forgot it afterwards bear that in mind this will never do gentlemen said mr balch soothingly this conduct is unworthy of you you are unreasonable both of you when you have cooled down we will discuss the matter as we should you'll discuss it alone then said stevens rising and walking to the door and when you have any further communication to make you must come to me stop stop don't go cried mr balch following him out at the door which they closed behind them don't go away in a passion mr stevens you and walters are both too hasty come in here and sit down said he opening the door of a small adjoining room wait here one moment i'll come back to you this will never do walters said he as he re-entered his office the fellow has the upper hand of us and we must humour him we should suppress our own feelings for the children's sake you are as well aware as i am of the necessity of some compromise we are in his power for the present and must act as circumstances compel us to i can't discuss the matter with him interrupted walters he's an unmitigated scoundrel i couldn't command my temper in his presence for five minutes if you can arrange anything with him at all advantageous to the children i shall be satisfied it will be more than i expect only bear in mind that what i have in my hands belonging to gary we must retain he knows nothing of that very well rejoined mr balch depend upon it i'll do my best and closing the door he went back to mr stevens now mr stevens said he drawing up a chair we will talk over this matter dispassionately and try and arrive at some amicable arrangement be kind enough to inform me what your claims are mr balch you are a gentleman began mr stevens and therefore i am willing to discuss the matter thoroughly with you you will find me disposed to do a great deal for these children but i wish it distinctly understood at the beginning that whatever i may give them i bestow as a favour i concede nothing to them as a right legally they have not the slightest claim upon me of that you who are an excellent lawyer must be well aware we won't discuss that point at present mr stevens i believe you intimated you would be kind enough to say upon what evidence you proposed sustaining your claims well to come to the point then said stevens the deceased mr gary was as i before said my first cousin his father and my mother were brother and sister my mother married in opposition to her parents desires they cut her off from the family and for years there was no communication between them at my father's death my mother made overtures for a reconciliation which were contemptuously rejected at length she died i was brought up in ignorance of who my grandparents were and only a few months since on the death of my father's sister did i make the discovery here said he extending the packet of letters which the reader will remember once agitated him so strangely here are the letters that passed between my mother and her father mr balch took up one and read savannah eighteen something madam permit me to return this letter wherein you declare yourself the loving and repentant daughter of bernard gary 
and at the same time inform you that by your own acts you have deprived yourself of all claim to that relation in opposition to my wishes and in open defiance of my express commands you chose to unite your fortune with one in every respect your inferior if that union has not resulted as happily as you expected you must sustain yourself by the reflection that you are the author of your own misfortunes and alone to blame for your present miserable condition respectfully yours bernard gary mr balch read one after another letters of a similar purport in fact a long correspondence between bernard gary and the mother of mr stevens when he had finished the latter remarked in addition to those i can produce my mother's certificate of baptism her marriage certificate and every necessary proof of my being her son if that does not suffice to make a strong case i am at a loss to imagine what will mr balch pondered a few moments and then inquired looking steadily at mr stevens how long have you known of this relationship oh i have known it these three years three years why my dear sir only a few moments ago you said a few months oh did i said mr stevens very much confused i meant or should have said three years then of course you were aware that mr gurry was your cousin when he took the house beside you oh yes that is yes yes i was aware of it and did you make any overtures of a social character asked mr balch well yes that is to say my wife did where were you the night of the murder mr stevens turned pale at this question and replied hesitatingly why at home of course you were at home and saw the house of your cousins assaulted and made no effort to succour them or their children the next morning you are at one of the coroner's inquest and hurry through the proceedings never once saying a word of your relationship to them nor yet making any inquiry respecting the fate of the children it is very singular i don't see what this cross-questioning is to amount to it has nothing to do with my claim as heir we are coming to that rejoined mr balch this as i said is very singular and when i couple it with some other circumstances that have come to my knowledge it is more than singular it is suspicious here are a number of houses assaulted by a mob two or three days before the assault takes place a list in your handwriting and which is headed places to be attacked is found under circumstances that leave no doubt that it came directly from you well the same mob that attacks these places marked out by you traverse a long distance to reach the house of your next-door neighbour they break into it and kill him and you who are aware at the time that he is your own cousin do not attempt to interpose to prevent it although it can be proved that you were all-powerful with the marauders no you allow him to be destroyed without an effort to save him and immediately claim his property now mr stevens people disposed to be suspicious seeing how much you were to be the gainer by his removal and knowing you had some connection with this mob might not scruple to say that you instigated the attack by which he lost his life and i put it to you now don't you think that if it was any one else you would say that the thing looked suspicious mr stevens winced at this but made no effort to reply mr balch continued what i was going to remark is simply this as we are in possession of these facts and able to prove them by competent witnesses we should not be willing to remain perfectly silent respecting it unless you made what we regarded as a suitable provision for the children i am willing as i said before to do something but don't flatter yourself that i'll do any more than i originally intended from any fear of disclosures from you i am not to be frightened said mr stevens i am not at all disposed to attempt to frighten you however you know how far a mere statement of these facts would go towards rendering your position in society more agreeable a person who has been arrested on suspicion of murder is apt to be shunned and distrusted 
it can't be helped people are so very squeamish they will draw back you know under such circumstances i don't see how such a suspicion can attach itself to me rejoined stevens sharply oh well we won't discuss that any further let me hear what you will do for the children mr balch saw from the nervous and embarrassed manner of mr stevens that the indirect threat of exposing him had had considerable effect and his downcast looks and agitation rather strengthened in his mind the suspicions that had been excited by the disclosures of mr walters after a few moments silence mr stevens said i'll settle three thousand dollars on each of the children now i think that is treating them liberally liberally exclaimed balch in a tone of contempt liberally you acquire by the death of their father property worth one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and you offer these children who are the rightful heirs three thousand dollars that sir won't suffice i think it should then rejoined stevens by the laws of georgia these children instead of being his heirs are my slaves their mother was a slave before them and they were born slaves if they were in savannah i could sell them both to-morrow on the whole i think i've made you a very fair offer and i'd advise you to think of it no mr stevens i shall accept no such paltry sum if you wish a quick and peaceful possession of what you are pleased to regard as your rights you must tender something more advantageous for i shall feel compelled to bring this thing into court even at the risk of loss and there you know we should be obliged to make a clear statement of everything connected with this business it might be advantageous to us to bring the thing fully before the court in public but i am exceedingly doubtful whether it would advance your interest stevens winced at this and asked what would you consider a fair offer i should consider all a just offer half a fair one and a quarter as little as you could have the conscience to expect us to take i don't see any use in this chaffering mr balch said stevens you can't expect me to give you any such sums as you propose name a sum that you can reasonably expect to get well said mr balch rising you must give us fifteen thousand dollars and you should think yourself well off then we could commence a suit and put you to nearly that expense to defend it to say nothing of the notoriety that the circumstance would occasion you both walters and i are willing to spend both money and time in defence of these children's rights i assure you they are not friendless i'll give twelve thousand and not a cent more if i'm hung for it said mr stevens almost involuntarily who spoke of hanging asked mr balch oh rejoined stevens that is only my emphatic way of speaking of course you meant figuratively said mr balch in a tone of irony mentally adding as i hope you may be one day literally mr stevens looked flushed and angry but mr balch continued without appearing to notice him and said i'll speak to walters should he acquiesce in your proposal i'm willing to accept it however i cannot definitely decide without consulting him to-morrow i will inform you of the result End of chapter twenty five